amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. <laughs> to all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you.
tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since Tuesday. We had fantastic shows on Monday and Tuesday. Everything you could want in a show, perfect dialogue, uh, great topics established every single time, um, just excellent flow, uh, fans, like tremendous guests, everything you could want in a show. I go back and listen and just be uh, just everything. Everything, you know, is so uh, perfectly uh, set up. It really is. And we all mesh so well. And, uh, like I, and you know, I just want, I want to say thank you to everybody. You know, this has been an amazing ride. Uh, but like I do every episode, I want to thank all my guests, my audience, my sponsors and co-hosts. Uh, you are all incredible. Uh, the show is listened to in 24 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or any 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit our, my media site, the next NEX, Gen, G-E-N, USA.com. And, uh, you know, if somebody would have, uh, you know, told me when I started, I would be getting, you know, having listeners in 24 different countries, I would have thought they were crazy. I mean, this is like a, you know, it's just like surreal. It, it's so, it's so surreal. Um, and you know what? I, uh, I am so thankful. I really am. And I have a lot of big plans for the future of the show. We have a lot, a lot of big stuff, uh, you know, including uh, next month we are releasing the big 24-7 media network, which we will be having many notable names doing their own shows. And the faces of the network will be my good friend, America's Toughest Sheriff, Joe Arpaio, as well as uh, my other good friend, um, Director of Jihad Watch, Robert Spencer. So two big names, millions of followers, big stuff, big stuff. Glad to have them aboard. Um, I hope you all are uh, having a great week. My audience, the weekend is approaching. Um, you know, always a relief, always a always a good a good feeling. You know, I'm uh, I'm very happy it's Thursday. I will tell you. And uh, God, I'm just thinking of some announcements. Um, anything I need to announce? A lot of new news will be coming next week. I have some announcements, so I will be putting those forth and, uh, you know, sharing those with all of you, which I'm really excited about. Um, but, yeah, uh, obviously it's been a huge, huge couple days in the news, I will say. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's one thing after the other. It's constant. It's, uh, you know, so many things to keep up with, I'll tell you. But these, these debates last night, let's start, let's start with this, though. And, and I want to – actually, I'm going to introduce – I'm going to introduce my, my co-panel before. So I, I want to do this with good timing. Uh, let's start with uh, founder of Republicans United, founder of College Republicans United, and currently the leader of Nationalists United, Kevin Dukeyper. Kevin. I'm doing just great, Rory. It's never a dull moment during the Trump administration, never – could run out of things to talk about, and that's why I know that your 24/7 news will never be n- never be dulled. Plenty to talk about. Can't wait for it. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, let, let's also welcome to the show uh, Des- Desert Storm veteran, uh, popular talk show host, uh, activist, and, and uh, columnist uh, Eric Thompson. Eric. Hey, uh, hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, thanks for having me back on. And I'm still recovering from the second Democratic disaster last night, so I'm 
what what a yeah. circus. But I'm glad, glad to be oh. back on. Yeah, absolutely, my absolutely, my friend. Great to have you here, and it was a circus, and we're going to get into that in just a second here. Um, I also would like to introduce um, retired police chief, homicide detective, and activist Michael Balsey. Michael, how are you? Thanks, Roy, for having me on. Doing well, uh, fighting a little sinus infection, but uh, hopefully I can make it through the show. Um, it's never a dull moment with your show, and it's never a dull moment with the Trump administration. Uh, I said he's backed these people in such a corner. They just are so radical, and the debates proved it again last night. Yeah, well, yeah, I really appreciate that, man, and I'll, and I'll tell you, you know, uh, you know, I go back and listen to the show, and it's truly everything you could want in a show. I mean, it's it's, it's got the whole package. It's got the, you know, the the every just everything. I mean, I, I I go back and listen, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty amazed by how well we all resonate with one another, and how how just how perfect and how profound in a way the flow is. I mean, it's just always perfect flow, and you know, we never we never get tired of topics, and we always address things that really matter and that are relevant. You know. And oh, that the media, um, and that the media doesn't really talk about. I mean, there's a lot of things we discuss that I don't really see on the mainstream media, and if I do, maybe for like two minutes, you know. You know, you know, Ray. There's so much going on, and uh, and, and the public hasn't been made aware of a lot of things yet because timing is critical. And I, I think see. you see how many people are waking up, and I think as these things start to break, you're going to yeah. see a lot more people waking up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, so everybody, I want to get into the main. I want to get into the main um, topic. Obviously, last night's debate. You know, I, I'm watching. You know, I'm watching these debates last night and the night before. You know, I, I obviously I did my show on Tuesday night, but I I DVR'd uh, Tuesday night's debates and I went back and watched them. And obviously, I watched the second debate last night live. But both nights are very similar. You know, they're totally talking about ira- you know, irrational issues that have no merit, that are pretty much meaningless at this point in our society. And if anything, you know, they're trying to take us back years and years with this race baiting and race card bullshit. I mean, and they're trying to put everybody in a box. You know, they're trying to, you know, say minorities are oppressed like they always do. Blacks are oppressed. Latinos are oppressed. Gays are oppressed, women are oppressed, but in reality, you got the lowest Latino unemployment, lowest black unemployment, lowest Asian unemployment, lowest female unemployment ever, ever, and you don't see them talking about that. You don't see them, you know, stating facts, and you see them constantly going around questions that they don't want to answer, and they get, they, they act like little kids, like we saw some of them, how they got offended by some of the questions, and they're like, oh, that's a Republican talking point. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a political talking point that you're pretty much required to answer. You're up there, and if you don't answer it, you know, straight in a straight way, you look like a coward and you look like a fool. I mean, just like the deflection, like the no accountability from these people. Like there's none. There is no accountability. And they're, they're saying how they're going to do all these things for all these different, you know, I'll give you an example. Camilla Harris said she's going to be, the uh, the hero of prison reform and, you know, getting rid of the death penalty and, you know, legalizing marijuana. Well, 
she was responsible for locking people up for marijuana. She put some innocent guy on death row. She put people in prison that weren't, weren't even guilty. And this woman has, I mean, she's a communist. It's, it's all a scam. And you look at people like Cory Booker saying he's going to do all these things for the inner city. Really, dude? What did you do for New, New, New Jersey, the city of Newark? Yeah, and that's N-E-W-A-R-K, everybody. I know it sounds like New York, but it's Newark, New Jersey, where Cory Booker was the mayor. He was the mayor. Um, and he was the mayor of, New Jersey, of, of that place in New Jersey, and it's one of the sh- nastiest, smelliest, shittiest places in America today. It's up there with Baltimore. I'm not kidding. Anybody goes there, they'll know what I'm talking about. It is not a place you want to stay very long. There's not, and the airport is ranked worst in the country. That's beside the point, but but I'm just giving you an example. All these people have failed. Look at look at um, uh, Bill De Blasio, Big Bird. This guy thinks he's actually running and, and serious. He's the worst mayor in New York City history. He, I mean, he's broken records for being the absolute worst. That people, his own party is saying he's a disgrace. And you know, I mean, you rarely see people in, in his own party get attacked. People in the Democratic Party get, get attacked like Blasio, the Blasio has. This guy has been freaking rammed and hammered by his own party to get out of the race. And Pete Buttigieg, look at all the crime in South Bend, Indiana. I mean, he's done nothing with that place. It's a shithole. That place is a nasty place, South Bend. I'm just, I, all these different places where these people have been in charge, there's constant crime, there's Garbage everywhere. There's poverty, high taxes, everything you can think of that is backwards and anti-American. And they're still running off of getting illegal free health care, you know, taxing the hell out of the middle class, um, free, you know, free abortion for illegals, uh, nine months killing the baby when it's born after nine months, open borders. You know, it, it goes on and on and on. And the slavery reparations is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, seriously, I know you guys talk about race every single election cycle, but can't you guys come up with something more clever? Seriously, even a lot of even people in your own party, some of the people, actually I would say almost, no, I'm not going to say almost half. I'd say a quarter, a quarter of the people in the Democratic Party even think it's foolish. So, I mean, it's just like, Oh, my God. I mean, when does the sanity come back to the Democratic Party? I mean, you guys are so far gone. You guys have totally – and global warming, climate change, just shut the hell up. Just shut up. It's a, it's a hoax. It's a lie. The, the, the earth has been changing naturally by itself for millions of years or however long it's been in existence. And there's nothing that you can do with money that's going to save anything like that. Even if, even if, I mean, come on, what are you going to do, throw stuff in the sky? You guys are stupid. I mean, what, I'm, I'm, I'm so confused. And then you've got all these elites in the Democratic Party that are hypocrites that say they're advocates for climate change, and they'll take a private jet and a freaking gas guzzler to the event wherever it is. No shame. Look at DiCaprio. Look at Obama. Look at uh, all these Clooney. Look at all these people. They, they take these jets. And they say they want to fight and help the climate. Dude, I know for a fact, and I've read it many places, and I, and I think it's pretty much confirmed. I'd say about 98% tr- 
true, and I'm sure of, is that these this is all part of the deep. This is a lot of it's part of the deep state, the elites, the elites, global warming. It's to it's to totally brainwash the public and make them you know distracted from what's really going on. And the healthcare thing, come on, for the fortieth time, healthcare is a privilege. It is not a right. There's a reason. And I'll say it again, healthcare is a privilege. It's not a right. There's a strong reason why people pay more money for healthcare so they can get because they can afford it. They they earned it. They they want better care for themselves. This all goes back to we're not equal. Just like I'm not Michael Jordan, I'm not Kobe Bryant. We're not all equal. We don't all make the same amount of money. We we make certain people make more money than others. That's why they can pay for better insurance, which is their right as an American. And once you start taking that away and trying to play this equality bullshit and middle, you know, it's not even really middle ground. It's just communism. I mean, this is just dangerous. It's anti-American. And they want to take away insurance from people that already have it, private, everything, people in unions, everything you can think of, and put, it, put us all on Medicare for all, the crap that you see in like a DMB, cattle call, Southwest Airlines. It, it would be a mess. I want to play this clip. Um, let's just, I want to play these recaps from the debates last night, and then I want to get everybody's thoughts. So let's, uh, let's start with this. My platform is about real solutions, not impossible promises that can beat Trump. Let's not kid ourselves. He will be hard to beat. That's how we're going to beat Donald Trump. In the face of cruelty and fear from a lawless president. I have had it with the racist attacks. Ask yourself how somebody like Donald Trump ever gets within cheating distance of the Oval Office in the first place. I'm not gonna support any plan that rips away quality health care from individuals. But we don't have to go around and be the party of subtraction and telling half the country who has private health insurance that their health insurance is illegal. Medicare for all who want it. Medicare for America. Medicare for all is comprehensive. It covers all health care needs. Costs will go up for billionaires and go up for corporations. For middle-class families, cost, total costs will go down. For senior citizens, it will finally include dental care, hearing aids, and eyeglasses. But you don't know Second that. of all. You don't know that, Second Bernie. of all. We'll come to you in a second, I do know, and I wrote the damn bill. You do want to decriminalize crossing the border. So in my view, if if fraud is involved, then that's suitable for the criminal statute. If not, then it should be handled under civil law. The problem is that right now, the criminalization statute is what gives Donald Trump the ability to take children away from their parents. What's missing is the right person in the White House. Immigrants don't diminish America. They are America. What Trump is doing through his racism and his xenophobia is demonizing a group of people. A criminal offense to cross the border. The challenge is that Donald Trump is president and using this to rip families apart. A sane immigration system needs a sane leader. And we can do that without decriminalizing, providing health care for everyone. I think if we're gonna force Americans to make these radical changes, they're not going to go along. You, you throw your hands up, but you—you oh, no. you haven't. Imp- <laughs> oh, I can do it, but you haven't. Imp- 
so bad at the plan. Us governors and mayors are the ones that we have to pick up all the pieces. We need every country working together if we're going to really deal with climate change in a realistic way. I get a little bit tired of Democrats afraid of big ideas. Republicans are not afraid of big ideas. Please don't tell me that we cannot take on the fossil fuel industry. I didn't say we couldn't get there till 2040, Bernie. You don't have to yell. All I'm saying is we have to invent our way out of this thing. When it comes to the economic gap between blacks and whites in America, it does come from a great injustice that has never been dealt with. Economic opportunity must be there Senator for everyone. Overshark. We need to call out white supremacy for what it is, domestic terrorism. It's bigger than Flint. It's all over this country. It's particularly people of color. It's particularly people who do not have the money to fight back. And if the Democrats don't start saying it, then why would those people feel that they're there for us? And if those people don't feel it, they won't vote for us, and Donald Trump will win. Thank you very much. Can you believe these people? I mean, this is these people are the biggest clowns. I mean, this, this goes way beyond idiocy. I mean, this is something from a whole nother dimension, a whole nother universe. I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone. Now, listen, listen to – so that was, everybody, that was night one of the debate. That was from Tuesday. Now, here's from yesterday, debate, uh, night two of the debate. Tucker Carlson recaps it, puts it into perfect perspective. Um, one five. As promised, though, there's a lot to unpack from the Democratic debate last night. Four years ago, Democrats came up with a new and untested political theory. They could win the White House, their strategist promised, if only they called enough people racist. That was the plan. Hillary Clinton, for one, thought it was brilliant. By Election Day, she had denounced fully half the country as bigots. In the end, it did not work. Maybe not surprisingly, it turns out that when you tell people you hate them, they don't care for it. What voters strongly prefer, actually, is when you try to improve their lives. It's not complicated. And yet somehow, and this is the remarkable part if you think about it, Democrats have, in the three years since they lost, steadfastly refused to learn this lesson. Improve people's lives, they'll tell you? No thanks. They think their job is to improve people. They think voters are disgusting and immoral. They want to force them to be half as virtuous as they are. For the second election cycle in a row, that is the democratic message. You're disgusting. Try to be as good as we are. That message was on florid display last night at the candidates' debate. Watch to pick just one among countless examples of it. As Washington Governor Jay Inslee blames Americans for the coming end of the world. We cannot it, work sir. it out. We cannot work this out. The time is up. Our house is on fire. We have to stop using coal in 10 years. And we need that's a president to do it or it won't get done. That's get off coal. Save this country and the planet. That's, that's what I'm for. Okay, so let's say carbon emissions really are responsible for global climate change. We don't know that. Science has not proved it. Sorry, it is not. But just for the sake of argument, let's stipulate that it's true. Carbon causes climate change. China is by far the world's biggest emitter of carbon. So shouldn't Governor Inslee, who cares very deeply about climate change, turn his wrath on the Chinese? Well, of course, but he didn't and never will, because for Democrats, everything is always the fault of America's voters. Watch Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York brag about that time she harangued some of the poorest, most desperate people in America about how actually they're privileged, too privileged. 
even as they languish in chronic unemployment and drop dead by the hundreds of thousands from a widely ignored drug epidemic, the real problem, Kirsten Gillibrand told them, is their white privilege. I don't believe that it's the responsibility of Corey and Kamala to be the only voice that takes on these issues of institutional racism, systemic racism in our country. I think as a white woman of privilege who is a U.S. senator running for president of the United States, it is also my responsibility to lift up those voices that aren't being listened to. And I can talk to those white women in the suburbs that voted for Trump and explain to them what white privilege actually is. So my responsibility is to not only lift up those stories, but explain to communities across America, like I did in Youngstown, Ohio, to a young mother, that this is all of our responsibilities. Yeah. They're privileged in Youngstown. That, that's Youngstown's problem. Just too much privilege. Not to be outdone, Julian Castro attacked Americans for daring to complain about illegal immigration to their country. Open borders, he explained, is just a right-wing talking point. And then a single breath later, Castro called for repealing the law that makes it a crime to enter America illegally. Watch. Open borders is a right-wing talking point. And frankly, I'm disappointed uh, that some folks, including some folks on this stage, have taken the bait. The only way that we're going to guarantee that we don't have family separations in this country again is to repeal Section 1325 of the Immigration Nationality Act. Cory Booker, meanwhile, is in the process of transitioning to a brand new identity. He spent most of the evening trying to sound like a Nation of Islam recruiter rather than the deeply privileged son of two IBM executives, which is what he is. There are people right now in prison for life for drug offenses because you stood up and used that tough on crime, phony rhetoric that got a lot of people elected, but destroyed communities like mine. <laughs> That's Booker barking at the former vice, pre <laughs> former vice president. The best is communities like mine were destroyed by you, Joe Biden. Cory Booker grew up in Harrington Park, New Jersey. The black population of Harrington Park, 0.6%, less than 1%. The poverty rate for families in Harrington Park is literally zero. Not a single family in Harrington Park is poor. Not one. That's where Cory Booker grew up. So the only way that Joe Biden's crime policies destroyed Booker's hometown is by allowing its residents to move out and gentrify Brooklyn. Cory Booker is by far the most privileged candidate running for president in either party this year. And that's fine. It's not his fault. It's the relentless lying about it that's so grating. Can any of these candidates win a general election? At this point, no, they can't. They're not impressive enough. Joe Biden was the party's one real hope. And after last night, it seems pretty clear, conclusively clear, really, that Uncle Joe is heading for a well-reserved retirement. Go with me on me, kids. <laughs> the fact is that the bills that the president, that, excuse me, the future president here, that, that, that the senator is talking about, if you agree with me, go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. Well, I think it's time to forget about making it to the White House. Biden couldn't even locate his own campaign website. That Joe 30330 site doesn't exist. Actually, I think it's been bought by Pete Buttigieg or something. Uh, 
but it tells you a lot about Joe Biden. Don't be fooled by the current poll numbers. Biden is finished. And if another candidate doesn't step up very soon and start talking like a sane person, so is the Democratic Party, at least for this cycle. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, can you guys believe the shit you're hearing? I mean, this is just like, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm speechless in a way. I just can't believe how people in their vote, in their party can actually, voters can actually take these people seriously. But they do, sadly. I mean, these people are off their damn rockers. This is insane. Yeah, and Gillibrand, who the hell are you? You're going to try giving us lessons about white privilege? Hey, mind your own business, seriously. I mean, who the hell are you? This woman going to try to lecture us about white privilege. How about go take a shower? You slob can't stand people like that, a smelly, gross feminist that is as ignorant as can be, you know, is condescending, at that, the arrogance, just shut up. Nobody wants to smell or hear your shit. Excuse my French, but I'm just saying, these people are animals. Kristen Gillibrand is a pig. She is a, an animal, a slob, whatever you want to call her, a mutt. Whatever you want to call her, this woman is evil. This woman has always taken advantage of her power. She's, I mean, you, as sneaky as can be. I mean, this woman is, is just dirty, 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 especially the way she generalizes people in certain groups. <laughs> Amazing. And then um, Fidel Castro's nephew, Julian, uh, the communist. You know, he wants to be a smart-ass and wise guy and try to say, oh, well, you know, open borders, uh, that's just a Republican talking point. You know, no, no, Julio, that's what it is. You're going to try, let me guess, Julio, you're going to be like every other Democrat and try to twist words, and you're going to try to twist it to sound a different way to make it sound good for your audience. This is what you guys do. Yes, it is open borders. You can't sugarcoat it. There's no other way to, to say it. I mean, seriously. And the fact that you guys lie to the American people like this is, is shameful. It's disgusting. Communists, man. And then people like – I've already said the other people earlier, but I tell you, these people are crazy. Kevin, go ahead. You are an absolute fire, Rory, and you're totally right. I mean, would you agree with me that there's never been a time in American history where the American politics has been so polarized? I really think it's it's never been more black and white, and it's it's really telling because there was a time in American history, of course, when the Democrats and Republicans had relatively similar, if not the same, goals, and they had somewhat of the same values. You know, they. You know, they want clean air. They want people to have good wages and just a wealth quality of living. And it's such a staunch difference right now. If you notice that it's, there's no real values that each party shares. It's a complete polarized mess, in my opinion. And I think that uh, it's, this has been an absolute godsend to really expose the Democrats for all the, these radical platform points that they really have. I mean, you have 
absolute you know a willingness for these Democrats to destroy our treasury, essentially give it to people that do not deserve it in the most communistic fashion. You want to they want to break down the capitalistic framework of of our country, and they want to appoint you know essentially illegals into positions of power within our government, our corporations. They want to set these people up with every health care benefit that they possibly can and everything along with the, the welfare state. And they want to raise taxes incredibly high. They want to take away money from these business owners and you know, people that have actually worked to create this value. And uh, it goes on and on about how they're demonizing the actual American citizens that even have a, a slight, you know, center right position or, or further of course mm-hmm. they want to demonize our president and all every value that he, he has if you've noticed throughout all of the president's uh term that everything he does everything no matter what they they're, they're opposing it and they decide that they think that they're going to win the democratic vote by doing the exact opposite of president trump it's absolutely polarized and it's uh, an absolute godsend that uh, this is really uh, waking up uh, Americans. What we have really right now is that every single uh, household that's watching these debates, at least on the right, they're realizing, wow, these Democrats really hate us. They they will do anything to destroy us. And if these people get power, uh, America is going down the drain very, very fast. And it, it, it really is a call to action to the right. We really need to stand up as much as possible and, you know, of course, vote for President Trump, but also uh, – as strong and then as uh, you know, uh, stand tall as possible to preserve the values of our country and to preserve the uh, Republican platform and our way of life. So I, I, I got to hear from what you think. Do you think it's as, as polarized as ever? It's bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. I've never seen hostility. I've never seen you know just just how aggressive these people are ever to this level. It's terrible. These yeah, people are so rad. The Democrats are just – they're eating each other, uh, you know, on the debate stage. You have, like, even Cory Booker was stating uh, afterwards that uh, CNN was just uh, essentially using each of these Democratic candidates to, uh, you know, fight each other. Of course, he didn't realize what right. the, the word debate means. It's a debate. But, uh, yeah, it's, they're absolutely trying to go as far left as possible, and it's really waking up Republicans across America. No, you're absolutely right. Um, let's go to Michael Balsey. Michael, you're, you used to be a police chief, and just seeing how radical these Democrats have become and how law – I mean, just the way they are lawless in, in a lot of ways, their policies. I mean, I mean, it's probably like nothing you've ever seen before. Well, I think, you know, just, um, just the mere fact. They call themselves socialists. Their agenda is truly communist. The, the Communist Manifesto, if you just look at it, a lot of the things they do are outlined in there. The same with rules for radicals. I think some notable things here, though, you listen to these things, they never, they fail to address any of the issues that America does really have. Okay? I mean, they don't address the problem in the inner cities. They want that problem there. They want that dependency. Okay? And hence the reason they want to give free stuff away in exchange for votes. Uh, the other thing is they believe truly, and I mentioned this on your show before, because they have an education, uh, they, believe, they believe they're correct, and they believe they're mainstream. They believe the public really 
the majority of the people really think this way. You know, they're per- perplexed as to why the president has the following, and well, I would call it the movement, you know, that he does. It's because people are not that way. We were a center-right country. It's a Judeo-Christian country. And their policies are, are strictly against that. And, I, you, know, I, you know, when it comes to the cities, I've mentioned to also on your show, these problems can be fixed. Yes. Look at the amount of money that's been dumped into these, uh, the inner cities and big cities, yes. not even big yes. cities, uh, South Bend, Indiana being one of them. And, and, you know, at the time they did something with the initial money, it was called uh, a revenue share if you remember that, going back into the 70s. But there's been different programs continually. You know, how much money has Elijah Cummings got for Baltimore? Look at Baltimore. It's only got significantly worse since he's been in Congress. Right. Uh, You know, and, and Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco, one of the wealthiest places in the United States, it's overridden with homeless. You know, and crime. Yeah. And, and what those people have and to put needles. up with. Yeah, absolutely. What they have to put up with is utterly ridiculous. You know, I, I'm telling you, the city I worked in, you know, even though they were dependent, they felt dependent, they were always going to vote Democrat, they still wouldn't, they would not have stood for what's happening in San Francisco. They wouldn't stand for what's happening in Baltimore. Uh it's it's a mindset that's been created by this party over us over many years, but there was an agenda in place. And you refer back to the 16-year plan. Even though Hillary didn't win the election, they're still trying to move that plan forward, which in essence weakens the United States. That redistributes our money both to other countries and to the deep state, who their loyalty truly lies with. And I think until those things are corrected, and I think the president is going to correct them, uh, you'll see a start to see a change. He made he made mention, you know, about Baltimore, the people of Baltimore calling him and, and telling him he's the first person that truly cares about the the situation they're in. That's the reason the Democrats are going to be shocked in this election as to how many inner cities or how many votes he actually gets in the inner city. They've always asked for help, and they've never gotten it. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right, and it, it is. I, I think, he, you know, he got a good – I mean, he, at one point a couple months ago, a poll had him with 38% of the black vote. So, I mean, he's definitely over the 30 mark, and we all know once the Democrats – can't get once the Democrats can't get ninety percent of the black vote, they're pretty much screwed. Right, and I, I think Candace Owens hit it on the head one day. She said that all they have, all the, all the Republicans have to do is get a consistent ten to ten percent of the black vote. It automatically right. puts them in contention, gives them a chance. Well, the president got right. well over that. He got as well over to tripling the amount of black vote that he that he received. Right, that's no, true. It's true. Um, let, let's go to let, let's go to Eric. Eric, go ahead. Yeah, I I was uh, I've been telling people the last couple of days. I'm calling it the Democratic disasters, and um, they if you just sit back and listen to what they were saying, like for example, 
um, Castro was trying to say that the only way to stop the separate, the only way to fix everything is to is to decriminalize the illegal aliens coming across, and then that'll stop the children from being separated. No, if you if you fix the Flores Act, the children won't be separated anymore. So lies, hyperbole. You got Cory Booker, you know, up there calling them, um, pardon my French, shitholes. Uh, countries, but Trump did it, and of course that made him a racist. But it was okay for him to say that to to, to Biden. You know, you, you got Cummings, who 20 years ago said that Baltimore was a rat-infested, drug-infested city. So he asked for billions of dollars from the federal government, which he got. But now President Trump points out, where did that money go? He's a racist. So when you're talking about reparations, the last couple of days, you're talking about this universal uh, health care, this Medicare for all which Biden couldn't get his numbers right. But when you summarize it all, none of them on the stage could get any of those things through. And I I think Biden is still going to be the one that has the best chance because the Democrats are going to be tolerant of him because the rest of them are so delusional, so out to the left field. They they can't get anything done. And, And the fact to say that Oh, the only way we can do this is if we decriminalize illegal immigration. MSNBC did a poll and asked their audience, what did you think of these policies? And only 24% of the MSNBC audience agreed with decriminalizing the border. So when you've got the most radical TV viewers, the Rachel Maddow people that don't even agree with it, that's why as incompetent as Biden is when it comes to his lack of coherence, uh, I still think he probably came out the best when the dust settles after all this. Yeah, no, I hear you. No, I, 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 I mean, I, I kind of agree with the, with the whole Biden being the nominee, but I mean, he looks really slow out there, Eric. I mean, do you think it could be anybody else beside him, or do you just think because he's, you know, considered the closest thing to moderate running that he'll get the nomination? Well, I thought, I thought going into last night. Um, Kamala Harris learned a very tough lesson last night. She got that if you if if yeah if you get into pol if you get into politics and you start to actually be a top tier, people are going to spend the money to do awful research on you. And when you got Tulsi Gabbard, who has no chance of being president, but she's obviously really disgusted with Kamala Harris to come out and say. Oh, you put 1,500 people in jail for pot, but then you go on the radio joking about smoking pot. You have a guy on death row. You hold information because you don't want him to get out, and you could have released a person because he was innocent. And then you have people that you extended their stays in jail because they were doing cheap labor around the prison yard. And on top of that, she was sleeping with Willie Brown to try to get her way (laughs) up in the ranks and broke up his marriage. So so yeah. Kamala, I thought last I thought going in, Kamala had a chance of, of uh, maybe a 20, 30 percent chance of being the nominee and maybe a 50 percent chance of being a VP. But after last night and what they've a little bit of dirt they've dug up since her head popped up as, as being a contender, uh, I think she took a beating. I think Cory Booker has uh, Al Gore syndrome. You remember Al Gore against George Bush was three different Al Gores in the three debates. And Cory Booker last night was trying to be all Mr. Rogers. Uh, but he's psycho and he's, uh, what did he call himself? This was his uh, 
Spartacus moment when he walked out of the Kavanaugh hearings. So this guy is all over the map. He was a disaster as, as the governor, I mean, as the mayor of Newark. So there isn't anybody, and this is why I think there's a pretty decent chance that Michelle Obama is, is going to be seriously pushed here if somebody doesn't get, a, get ahead of Biden, because I don't think any of the rest of them have a chance. I think they're all flawed. I think they're all talking about things that can never go through. When half the population, you know, it, we're, we're not going to pay a half, a half a trillion dollars in reparations. Okay, we're not going to decriminalize our border. When Barack Obama, when you go back and listen to his speech talking about, of course we're going to arrest people. And that's what Biden said last night. Biden pulled Obama. Of course we're not going to decriminalize the border. Of course we're going to, we're going to want to know who's coming across. Of course, and that's why the left can't deal with Biden because Biden is, is a, well, he's a Tip O'Neill leftist, Democrat, but he's not a Marxist, Democratic, Socialist. He's trying to morph into one, but he doesn't have the mental capacity and he doesn't have the the real fortitude that he because he doesn't really believe half the stuff he's saying. But he's trying to fit into this narrative. I think I think Bernie what now Bernie could uh, him and Elizabeth Warren they're going to have to cancel each other out. So I don't know who's going to cancel who first. Um. But I, I, I just think Biden is close enough to the middle that he could, as, as bad as he is, and they're hoping to shut him up and tighten him up a little bit. I, I, just, right. I just can't see anybody but Biden right now or, or Michelle Obama being the candidate. And I could be off on that, but I watched both debates, and they were just they, – like Trump said in his speech today, they were attacking Obama more than they were attacking me. And that's a bad sign for Democrats when they're attacking a guy that has a 95% approval in the Democratic Party, Brock Hussein Obama. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, let's go. Let's go to Sheepdog. I believe Sheep, Sheepdog, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Rory. Hey, how are you, man? Um, welcome. What What are your thoughts? I'm going to get your thoughts, and I'm going to go to a commercial, and then introduce our guest, Richard Hill. But go ahead. All right. Well, right now what I see from the Democrats is, uh, you know, they do have a plan, and it's not going to be good for our citizens at all. Uh, What they want to do is they want to import migrants from other countries, hoping that they're going to get the votes, whether they be legal or illegal. And, uh, you know, some of the things that they want to implement, they just want to break our country down in terms of uh, jobs. They want us to lose jobs and uh, you know, all other kinds of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, I mean, it, it's a constant. These people are so anti-American. Everything they want to do is communism tactics. All they want to do, they want to take us backwards. Scary. Oh, yeah. It really is. If, if, if we give them any power, they, they are going to seriously cripple this country. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. Um, let's take a... Everybody, let's take a quick commercial, uh, and we'll be right back with Richard Hill. Stay with us. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. 
we bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for Daily Use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people add changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 24 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, Past episodes need 24-7 breaking news coverage. Visit my media site, thenexgenusa.com. Also remember, in about a month, we are running a little behind, I know, but in about a month, we are going to be releasing our new 24-7 network. Many notable people will be having their own shows, and the faces of the network will be my good friend, America's Toughest Sheriff, Joe Arpaio, as well as my good friend, Director of Jihad Watch, Robert Spencer. So we're very excited for this project and, I, a project, and I can't wait to share it with all of you. Uh, we have a lot to get into tonight, everybody. I do want to welcome our special guest. It is really good to have him on the show, uh, entrepreneur, political consultant, lobbyist, and founder of, of Vote for Our Voice, Richard Hill. Richard, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you, Roy. Absolutely. Richard Hill, uh, please, uh, since it's your first time on the show, I, I always like to ask my guests, you know, about their background, how it all started for you, you know, the different journeys throughout your life, you know, uh, all these different things you've done. You've done a lot, man. You've accomplished quite a bit. Yeah, um, not quite the uh, normal path of a person that's uh, uh, got a business that deals with politics, that's for sure. Um, right out of college, I, um, I started with um, what is now C.B. Richard Ellis. And I was a commercial real estate, uh, an industrial yep. real estate broker for uh, about eight years. And then went back to um, 
uh, I got, just finished up business school and uh, went to school again uh, to get a degree in applied economics so that I could make the transition to Wall Street. Um, there I went to work uh, for a company uh, based in um, the UK, Barclays Capital, and I became yeah. a bond trader there. Uh, came back to the U.S., um, became um, uh, traded on the uh, desk there and ended up becoming uh, ultimately uh, head of uh, emerging markets trading in the Americas for, for Barclays uh, for a brief period before they got rid of uh, um, the emerging markets group um, as a result of some uh, heavy losses in the, uh, uh, with the bank. Um, then started uh, uh, worked on an online uh, trading uh, company. Uh, then went back to the street, this time with Citigroup, and did structured finance, uh, where I honed uh, many uh, investment banking skills, did a lot of uh, structured uh, finance deals there, uh, $15 billion in total. Uh, then after 9-11, uh, moved to the D.C. area for family reasons and uh, started my own uh, company there. I had a small boutique investment bank that um, – looks to uh, do the same kind of investment banking deals that you see on the street with much smaller companies, much, much smaller. And uh, as part of that, I also look for companies to buy. And um, uh, so I've, I've owned um, a uh, aerospace uh, and satellite uh, radar uh, manufacturing company um, and done just a variety of different things in that space. Um, and, as we fast forward, I get to the point where, you know, when I see a problem, uh, I just look for a solution. So when it came to uh, just my own voting personally, I thought, geez, I have no way of knowing whether or not the person I'm voting for is actually doing the job that, that, that we put them in office for. That's where it started. And so I just sat down and mapped out what it would take or what information um, any voter would need in order to decide whether or not their politician is, is doing the job they're being um, uh, tasked for. So I created Vote Our Voice. And um, ahead of uh, launching Vote Our Voice just last October, we had 1.3 million uh, followers on Facebook. We've now got um, 35 million uh, registered uh, users. Um, um, that are, uh, but not not necessarily active users, but we, we're getting we're getting there. And uh, while I was at a uh, a conference uh, about six weeks ago in Canada, the government there asked us if we would enter the Canadian market. So um, we're in the process of doing that, and we anticipate that we'll be um, through our testing and uh, live online in Canada this, um, this month in August, so uh, ahead of their October uh, election. Wow. So, so, tell us, so tell us more about – so Vote Our Voice. So you're, you're expanding into Canada then? Yes. Eventually we'll be in all of the, in all of the G7 countries as well as a, um, a, a selected um, a group of um, – uh, emerging market countries. Um, the process is driven by the data itself and where we can find good data. 
um, to be able to provide people uh, the information that they would need in order to decide what to determine rather that their um, their politicians are actually doing the jobs that they've been elected to do. So. Um, yeah, it's an uh, involved process. It's a lot faster going into Canada because we've got all the uh, databases um, uh, built. We know how it has to run. It's just a matter of uh, being able to extract the data from various sources. And that's really the hard part when you're looking at countries abroad is finding uh, the data is you know where where is it exactly reposited and do they actually have data because for what we do just to give everybody a um, brief synopsis of how it works you register for the site um, pretty simple you uh, the first screen that comes up uh, is going to be one that asks you what topics you're interested in just check the boxes if there's not a box or a topic that you see uh, there that corresponds with something that you're interested in, you can you, you can add a topic um, uh, using the search feature, and it'll ask you whether or not you want this to be a permanent um, uh, thing that you want to use going forward. It, uh, when you close out of that box, it will bring up actual legislation for all of the topics that you've selected. And you read the summaries of the actual legislation and all of this information we don't provide the government has provided so we're using information uh, that comes from credible sources and it's not tainted by us in any way uh, uh, just the opposite of that what we do is we extract out of it information that would lead a person to know which political party uh, sponsored the legislation or which um, politician was involved in the legislation so that we can really get at the heart of what it is you think when you read this legislation and you see the earmarks and so forth and you get to be the politician and then uh, vote on these various uh, bills. And then your vote, right uh, as soon as you've done that, the report card is, is created. You'll get three things in the report card. You versus the politician. So you see how you and the politician uh, line up. Um, then you get you versus your voting district. And if there are other people in your voting district that are using voter voice, you'll see information that shows you how what you think uh, compares and contrasts to what the people in your voting district do. And then lastly, the mo uh, what uh, maybe most important and really is the measure of whether or not the politician is doing their job. It's the voting district versus the politician. So now we get to see how everybody in the district, or if this is a senator, everybody in the state, what, uh, how their views match against the actual voting record or what these politicians did while in order in, in office. Wow. Yeah. That's no, that's, it, that's amazing. And, and you know, how, how how hard was it to to start something like this, to, to form it? Was it was it uh, pretty difficult? Tell, yeah, tell somebody how they um, tell the audience how you got into it. I mean, how how hard it was and what some what it takes to start something like this. Yeah, um, uh, first thing it takes is uh, you know I use the the uh, proceeds from my investment banking activities uh, to fund this. So I self funded all of this. I basically, so just, you know, I, and I can appreciate, Rory, what you, the service that you guys are providing, 
um, through this format in informing people and getting engaged, we have a parallel path in this way, right? You see, you see some issues with how government is run, and you planted a stake and you decided, hey, this is the, the, the means or the uh, vehicle that I'm going to use to influence people and to bring awareness to people. Me, it's just a little different. Use technology, uh, threw a lot of money into it, and built the architecture of something that just like everybody can use. Everybody can um, – uh, it's, it's a free service, so we're not charging people. We're, and, um, we're, and I can say this. We're not going to be selling our data to the very politicians that um, uh, are going to be that are going to be graded. So we're not. Uh, um, that was uh, a big um, uh, point there in terms of like a revenue uh, model because it could have been extremely lucrative to do that. But in terms of being able to provide um, uh, users both safety. Um, the other thing that, that, that politicians would have been able to glean from the kind of data that we have is how to refine, uh, in many cases, the lies that they tell people in order to get elected. And so we're it, not going to allow them to do that. And, and can this system, can this system basically track like dark money donations and stuff like some of the dirty stuff they do behind closed doors? Like, does it, does it track stuff like that? We don't track any of that. So the only thing we're providing people is the ability to, to vote on things that uh, – on the issues that they care about and then right. match their voting records against it. The thing – one thing that we will be bringing online shortly is we'll have uh, pending legislation, which is any it's, – it's uh, all legislation within a 90-day window that has not gone to the floor for a vote. So this way – the politicians ahead of going to pull the lever will already know what people in their voting districts think of a particular piece of legislation that is coming. So if people say, uh, let's just say, you know, here's a, um, um, uh, an interesting thing that I, I, it's oftentimes with a lot of the people that I meet just in my travels um, and I talk to a lot of folks, I'm sure just as you do about what you do and so forth. The, the real role of the politician is to go to Washington because we can't all go. So we send one person there, but they're supposed to be doing the bidding of the people that live in the district that sent them there, right? So what they think shouldn't matter. Having a political, you know, when they're being elected and having a commercial uh, parading their family, the two kids, the dogs, that's all crap, right? Because it doesn't take a family person to go into uh, the chamber and vote yes when the, uh, the people in the district said, we want this legislation passed. That's your job. And they should be able to do that. And yet they, what, what happens, because there is currently, until Vote Our Voice, there's, there's really no accountability in the system. A weatherman has more uh, accountability than a politician. It would take, when I got into this, and you're asking, like, what does it take to put this together? I can tell you that on any one issue, if you wanted to see, like, how do, what does my congressman think about abortion? And what did they, in, in terms of that, how did they actually vote on abortion legislation? It would take you, oh, I would say, you know, 
depending on the a good good week or two of full time effort to research just that one topic to see what they actually did to pull all the information, pull it together, get statistically significant uh, data points, and then decide, wow, now I have an idea of what this person thinks. But then while you've done that, you've corrupted your own you may it were you know, on on uh topics like that, most people already have a position and they know what they think and so forth. But relative to legislation, the reason that we take we extract out uh which party sponsored and so forth is that we're really just trying to get at what people think. And so we protect people from themselves to just tell us what they think and um and this is very different than a poll because you're dealing with actual legislation. You're not looking at, at, at just the way someone asked the question. Do you believe in, uh, uh, do you think immigration, uh, we should have immig- immigration control? I mean, it's a pretty generic statement, but that's the kind of thing that you would get in a poll. With us, you're going to see, you, you would actually see the legislation and vote on the same thing that your politicians voted on. Right, and, and tell the audience, obviously, you know, and, and I realize the fact that, you know, there is so much legislation that goes on, and the news doesn't always cover all of it. And there's a lot of people that don't know half the stuff that's going on because they're not informed. So this is where your uh, company comes in, in real good hand. You, you know, just, it, comes in, it comes very conveniently. It's, like, very handy. So, I, I mean, people can be highly informed, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And so one of the things that we're working on now, so we're bringing people through the U.S. Here's the problem. Uh, Here's the problem. I mean, mm -hmm. we're all, so many people are so distracted with, you know, everything, all the the circus in D.C. right now. A lot of them aren't even focusing on what their elected officials are doing. So, I mean, you're really kind of shining the light and really getting it out there and uh, making a difference. This is big. Yeah. Yeah, there. Um, you know, it's uh, to your point. So, um, you know, one of the things is that we all have different things that are our hot buttons for how we pick the people that we want to go into office. One of the things that we're going to be uh, providing people that we're working on now in terms of our dashboard, when you're picking the topics. And the topics that you'll see on the on the first screen uh, right after you when you start the user experience, uh, those topics correspond with how uh, uh, Congress.gov um, uh, outlines and organizes indexes all of the legislation that they track. So it, that's why we we give people the ability to add in keyword searches to because they're they're not topics that you would see there that you could certainly add, like the words gun control, if that was something that you wanted to just see. So you can start tracking all of those things. But one of the things that we'll be bringing to people as user, uh, as we get more and more users with, uh, within Voter Voice is we'll, we'll, we're going to feed you information as to what are the top three topics in your area that people care about. It may be something that you're not tracking, but if you find out that everybody else cares about uh, about uh, infrastructure and infrastructure wasn't on your radar, you'll probably start tracking it yourself. And you'll want to know what, you know, uh, it, it, it makes you just a more engaged and informed voter um, when you're, when you're 
uh, going through the process of uh, participating in voting. That's really the key of what we're trying to do is just like yourself, we're trying to engage folks, um, get them uh, to the point where uh, they're participating in um, our democracy and, um, you know, providing real uh, something that uh, that feels real to them, where they now there's an outcome attached to their engagement. Before, you know, you, you hear a lot of young people saying, "Well, you know, I'm apathetic because I don't, uh, you know, my vote really doesn't matter." And they're right, one vote doesn't matter. But when you have a million people who feel the same way, now you have critical mass, right? So, in this way, we're going. You know, our our purpose. Um, of why we're doing this is we're going to um, put these guy, uh, politicians on the ropes. The, we are going to identify the ones that are not doing a good job of representing people, and we're going to let everybody know that they're not doing it, and we're going to provide the, provide the people in their voting districts the outline of how to get rid of a politician that isn't doing the job that you elected them for so that they don't feel like they have to stomach it and stay, keep that, uh, that senator for six years just because they elected a bad one and the person really isn't doing the job. They find out and will say, well, here's how you get rid of this person. Why, you know, it doesn't matter what your politics are, right? If you're, if you're far to the right, far to, hey, just get the best person that can do the job. It doesn't, it, you know, so whether or not it's uh, it, uh, their, their left, right, or in center, it just needs to be somebody that's doing the bidding of the folks, right? I mean, that's really what all of us want. We're, we can all tolerate the fact that we, there are fundamental differences in, in political ideology. But what's not tolerable is a person that goes into office and the first day that they get into office, their, their number one job becomes, how do I keep my seat? That's what, what congressmen do generally, right? They're working, uh, it's a two-year deal. They're work, we're figuring out, how do I get another two years out of this? I got two years of runway to figure out how to keep my job. And that's, what, that's what's wrong with what, you know, the system that we have. And like yourself, we, you know, I just planted a stake and I'm just trying to do something about it instead of just bitching about it. You're absolutely, no, absolutely right. Very well said. I, I think it's a great, a great platform. How many, how many people are engaged uh, in it? I mean, how many people do you, how many per, participants and users do you have that each year? I mean, what do you, what do you guys, what do you, what do your numbers look like? So we just started, right? And when we, when we first, uh, so we converted the 1.3 million that we were, uh, that we got following us on Facebook prior to launching, we converted um, most of them to users on the, uh, on the platform. A lot of them were international, so, they're gonna, uh, so many of those people will have to wait. Um, we have, out of all of those, I would say there was probably about maybe about three, 400,000 of them from the United States. Um, uh, it, it's really amazing with, when you look at uh, the people who actually contact me through Facebook. Um, people everywhere are fed up with, um, with politicians not being accountable to the people. 
and they're fed up with their 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 democracies not working the way that they should. Whether it's a parliamentary system uh, or a republic democracy like ourselves uh, and others, it's it, this this system works everywhere, and people are clamoring for the kind of data that they need to then say, to then be able to wave the paper and say, "Hey, I know." just how good you got, you're doing or how poorly you're doing. And we're go- now we can mobilize and, uh, and we're going to help do that, um, uh, giving them the information, provoking them to do something uh, with the information. And then just, uh, and hopefully that um, uh, it'll improve the way our democracy works because it puts the power back into our hands and takes the power away from the politicians that are essentially, you know, their power comes in trading their votes, right? So yeah. it doesn't really matter if they're passionate about something. If they're so, if they if they have something that they want, they'll trade a vote away in a in a New York second to get what they want. And what about but what about us, right? I mean, our your, your, your voting district, us be damned. But the the the, re, the reality is, they, we can't we can't we can't really check. So what happens is every time they run for office, they then go on TV and they either mudsling or pedal a bunch. Of, they can tell us anything because you really can't check. You have no choice. So people are looking, you look at the commercials and you see them with the, you know, the wife, the, the two kids, the dog in the van. And you say, oh, I guess that guy, you know, he's for family values. But what does that mean? I mean, if, if, you're, if you're passionate about certain things, you want a person that actually did your bidding, not promoted his family and said, hey, vote for, you know, good luck with, for any of us to go into the jobs that we have on a daily basis and get somebody to hire us just because we, fl- we flash our, our family portrait, right? So why yeah. should they get that? They, they, have, they have more responsibility than – uh, than the, the average person in terms of our jobs. Our jobs typically, most people's jobs don't affect everybody in the state like a senator or a congressman right. or everybody in, a, in their voting. So they, they have a much bigger responsibility. And so right. we're are just trying guys, to get people to open their single, eyes to that. Are you guys in every single district in the United States? Like every single district we're not, you guys are... We're 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 working on that. It's this is a uh, it's a rather costly uh, experience because we're we through our um, social media marketing we have to target market each and every uh, district and bring people to awareness. Uh, shows like this are certainly going to help. Uh, the idea um, is to get statistical significance in each market, which more or less is like a, a sampling of about 4,000 people per district um, to be what's considered statistically significant, meaning that it's a, uh, it's a good sample size of what the greater uh, population uh, randomly is thinking. That's the premise that, like, when you see the polls after people come out of uh, uh, after voting, and so it's all based on the same uh, math equation. So if we do that and we get everybody through um, uh, equally distributed amongst the uni- in the United States, that number looks like 1.8 million people. But that's equal distribution in, er- in all 435 voting districts. We don't have that yet. 
So we're blocking and tackling uh, daily, you know, picking a different area, picking a different state. Um, right now, the largest concentrations of people that are uh, on the platform are in California and Florida. Uh, we've got people in other areas, but those, those are the two states that uh, stand out uh, the most. And it's, it's, that's on purpose. We did testing in those states, so we we spent a lot a lot more time and money just trying to reach people there because of the populations that they have. So now we're just trying to re- reach out to the broader market and uh, and get that. I think that sometime within the next year we're um, we'll have the capital to be able to spend our way into um, equal distribution throughout the United States. Um, by the um, presidential election of next year. Very nice. And so, have you have you presented this to anybody on Capitol Hill? What are their thoughts? Being in D- being you live in DC and stuff. Uh, yes, I've um, uh, I've been to. Um, we had a uh, there was an event at NYU DC and. They had a, a congresswoman that came there, and I, I told her what I was doing, and uh, I won't shout her out, but I'll say, uh, and she she claimed that, hey, I think what you're doing is a great thing, right? I think that this is this is the kind of thing that the, you know, she's giving me the political speech stuff, and I know damn well that if she were to end up, you know, if we ranked her right after we have the equal distribution, and and if she if she found herself being ranked 400 out of 435, she'd have a different view. She wouldn't be happy, right? So it's, I know that they're not going to uh, necessarily want, want this, but all we're doing is putting them under the microscope the same way, Rory, that you and I are, right? And I, as when we talked um, uh, last week, as I, as I told you, the point that I really want to bring home to folks that I that I often make is this as an example. You're the fry cook at McDonald's, and you only make French fries 15% of the time. The other 85% of the time, you're just goofing off or texting or doing something else other than making the French fries. How long would the manager at that McDonald's keep you in your position? They talk to you. They, they'd hope that you'd get better, but that that process is going to sort itself out within days, not even a week. You're not going to be able to stay in your job if you're only doing your job 15% of the time. I'm sure that we're going to find some politicians that are only doing their job, or at least the job, what the way that they voted will only fit their voting district what they really wanted 15% of the time. And all we're saying is, hey, being a congressperson or a senator is far more important and affects more people's lives and, and the money that comes into the state and, and the roads that we drive on and all that stuff. It costs us all money for that to happen. So if, if, if a, a, a person who is making French fries at McDonald's, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be tolerable for that person to only do their job 15% of the time. Why should we tolerate a politician that may only be doing the same thing. They should be at a higher standard. So in that, if, if, when, we see, when we do vet that out, we're going to be moving on those communities and, we're gonna, and the people who 
who do have poor representation, they're going to see prompting coming from us. We'll have moderators that will then provoke all of the users to say, hey, look, here are the things that you'll get two things. One, here are the top three things in your, uh, in your voting district that people care about. What are you going to do about it? What, do you, what is that going to make you do, or, or how would you engage with your politician knowing that information? So do you, maybe the top thing that a community wants is a bridge. Well, right. if the guy or the woman doesn't build the bridge, now you, you pretty much have the information to know that, you know, you need to make a move on it. And if, if, they, if you've got crappy representation, you know, somebody just doing 15, 20% of, of what the people in the area uh, think that that person should be doing, and this person went the other way, then you get rid of them because we won't, we can't, um, we don't get the same luxury to stay in our jobs if we do uh, a poor job of, uh, of whatever it is that we do because it all works noble, but you can't, you just, you can't be a, a, a poor performer like that. So let's get yeah. rid of the ones that are bad and just put in right. new people. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, Kevin, go ahead. It is absolutely fantastic to talk to you, good sir. I am absolutely uh, impressed and uh, honored to be uh, speaking with you because your operation is uh, just what you need. So my applause goes out to you. Uh, so I'm really curious about how uh, in this age of the incumbent reelection rate being uh, it's virtually always in the 90s of all these politicians, and at the same time we have uh, a congressional approval rating of you know, 11 or slightly more percent depending on um, the uh, session. But uh, what I'm curious about mostly is uh, when we have all these different uh, Congress people or uh, people of any uh, public office, they, they talk a good game, they, they say they're pro-American values and pro-Republican values, and, uh, and then they get into office and they, they totally don't follow through, they don't make a difference, they often turn coat. Uh, an example of what we have here in, in Arizona during uh, John McCain's last election, he had run on only one issue, and that was, I'm going to re repeal Obamacare. And he ended up being the deciding vote that you know, kept Obamacare in place. He, he voted to keep Obamacare uh, against the repeal. And so I, I'm really curious about, uh, is there any mechanism within your operation that kind of uh, extrapolates or could actually kind of figure out ahead of time if uh, a politician was going to turn coat? I mean, I know this happens uh, around the country where politicians lie. Uh, is there any way to kind of figure that out uh, ahead of time? So to the point that you're making, that you're tapping into one of the reasons why we started Voter Voice, right? So you're talking about, one, the first thing, uh, point that you were making was that, you know, like 94, 95% of incumbents get reelected. They just sit in the position, right? They just sit there because once you win, people fund the winners. Right, they just keep. So you get money from your parties. It's easier to. It's harder to unseat a person who has the job. But what we're the tool that we're giving people will shine a light on people that just aren't doing the job that they've been elected to do. So the transparency part, which is what you're really getting at here, is we will be giving you the real data that you need to say, wow. 
here's what we think about these issues before you go to vote. And let's just say, like, uh, if it was uh, uh, an Obamacare-type initiative or it's, uh, let's say, let's just say, for uh, instance, um, um, uh, if, we, if we're talking about, you know, the next, the next health care initiative and the people of Arizona decide that in mass they, they think it's a crappy plan. So they don't, they, they want, they vote no. So that information will go ahead of time to the politician. They'll be able to go on this and see that the people in the, that people of Arizona have told are telling the person vote no. So the person that you sent there to be your representative, if they if they if they go against what you said, there's no they won't be able to come back and just bullcrap people and say, hey, let me dance a jig and say why I did what I did. There's no, there's no excuse for that. Because now we have there's there's transparency and there's a process there's something in place where everybody can actually see what you're tell you one we're telling you in advance what we want and then to, and then secondly we can monitor and see what you actually do on a particular initiative if it actually passes and we see we can go into that particular legislation on the site if I want to do a search by it I can and I can pull that up. I can cast my vote for it, and then I can see exactly what, you, what that politician did on it. And so that's the transparency that gives you the power to then move on it. And then, you, you know, this is where um, uh, Rory could use this platform to say, you know what, that's just, that's just bullcrap for the state of Arizona. We're gonna organize, we're gonna, I'm going to use all my power to organize an effort, and we're going to unseat this, uh, this senator that uh, just sold us down the river. It doesn't matter why and, oh, it was this one time. The fact of the matter is if you had tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people telling you to, uh, not to do something and you, and you chose to do it anyway, right. then you've got, you got to really, uh, you know, so what it's going to shine the light on is, you know, here's where the media is then going to become more friendly to to you guys and others, right? Because you're going to then look. Uh, it, it'll be some young media person that's going to dig into that and say, you know, the obvious thing is, well, why would somebody right. do that, right? Money is the first top of the list. Somebody is going to try and make their bones on the back of this person making that mistake. Or not even mistake that purposeful action that that went against what the people wanted, and so there'll some you know there'll be lots of somebody's that are going to dig into that because they're going to want to break that story they're going to want that and you know it, they'll find it very difficult for uh, to govern uh, after that and so that's what we want we want that kind of thing so the idea is probably I would say if uh, realistically if we give this you know, just projecting uh, a couple of three years out, we should be at a point where it will be very difficult for a politician to be a, you know, a career politician because nobody's going to, you know, there's no more power. And Richard, we're out, Richard, we're out of time. We're out of time, but I do, I do, I have a few more people that want to ask you questions. Eric, go ahead. Sure. No, I think the technology is great because it's gonna it's gonna allow us to individually hold people accountable in a in an objective way and not a subjective emotional way. So, uh, where, how far do you think they'll be in the next year? Like, how much of this would be available for 2020? 
by 2020, we think um, we think we'll have uh, the we should be pretty much our projections is somewhere between uh, 80% plus of proliferation throughout the United States and all of the 435 um, congressional districts. Um, again, it's just an it's just an um, ad spend uh, issue. So we spend the money, you get the you can get the people. Right, so it's just a matter of us spending the money. We've um, uh, we're we're going down the path now. We're getting a lot of organic uh, usage and so forth. And so, um, you know, by the presidential election, I think that you, it will be great data. The one thing I can tell you is, um, by the um, uh, the time we have the primaries, we will have you will already have statistical significance in all 50 states for senators. So we will have enough. You'll be, we're going to rank the senators, one to 100. You're going to get to know where your senators are, and you can start making moves. We're going we're to start there. Well, I just want to say I know we're short on time. I want to thank you for what you're doing because it's real important to the cause. Uh, Michael Balsi, sure, go ahead. Yeah, I really appreciate what you're doing. Uh, it's a pleasure to, to at least know somebody's uh, taking this uh, issue up because it, you hit the nail on the head. There's just so many people that have no idea. They send somebody to Congress that's supposed to be representing them, okay, have no idea if they even ever introduce a bill, if they co-sponsor a bill, or if they even vote on it. And the other thing is, unless it's a hot-button issue, like, say, gun control and the NRA puts things out, you know, you don't even know some of these things that are going on. Hence why we have all this pork barrel spending. And as for some of these guys that have been there for years, they just repeat, they get repeat elections all the time. You know, a lot of those guys are supporting a political machine back home. You know, and the political machine is assuring they're going to be reelected. I think the more informed the people are, and especially have a website that is relatively easy to use, it can show people exactly what their representative or senators are standing for. I think that's the way you beat these political machines. Because this money comes back, you know, it may go for roads or it may go for uh, YMCA. But, you know, only a portion of it goes to that. The rest is getting kicked back to somebody. But if you know that's happening, you'd follow the bill. You'd know how much was appropriated into certain areas. You know, now you can make them accountable for that money. So I I think it's just excellent because I, I think the misinformed public is the biggest issue. And since we're pressed for time, Roy, I'll leave it at that. I'll, I'll, I'll let you respond, Richard. Yeah, totally agree with what you say. I will. Uh, I will tell you guys all something uh, to the point that you made, Michael. Is this when I, when we were building this, um, we're sitting in a room, and I did a uh, search, a bill search for with the word gun control. So it's on federal legislation. Right. Take a wild guess at how much legislation I actually found on gun control. I have no idea. Zero. I would assume there would be. Zero. 
Can you, all of the really? that have been uh, shot up, zero. There's never been, there has not been a bill. There are only a few states that have, have, have dipped in the waters that have, have passed legislation on assault rifles on, at the state level and so forth. No federal, all, every single politician that comes on TV, cries, and lies is full of shit when it comes to uh, gun control. It doesn't matter, you know, Gilroy gets shot up. There's going to be somebody there saying, oh, we, we're so sympathetic, we've got to do something. I will say this. It's amazing to me that the NRA could be so prolific in this, in this thing because this goes across, you know, party lines. I think people in general want to see something. They don't know what it is, but they want something to happen. And it, it's just shocking that it could be zero, right? I mean, it's like there's no other industry that enjoys that thing. I believe in the right to bear arms personally, but I'm just shocked. That that much um, that it could that the number could be zero that there is literally nothing. So they, you know, I actually had a uh, soundbite from Paul Ryan that said that yeah, our job is just bringing legislation. No, it's actually getting it done. So yeah, that's true. We're going to help do that. Uh, I do got I do got one more person. Uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, Sheepdog, and then I'm going to take a commercial, and then I'll introduce Will Johnson. But Sheepdog, go ahead. Your thoughts. Uh, right now, um, you know, just the political climate that we're looking at, uh, the censorship of, you know, our views, I think that's going to have a lot to do with the 2020 election. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. No, it definitely will. Um, R- Richard, uh, please tell everybody uh, where they can uh, connect with you and uh, find your stuff. Okay. It's uh, real simple. It's VoteOurVoice.com. So Vote Our Voice as one word, V-O-T-E-O-U-R-V-O-I-C-E.com. VoteOurVoice.com. And, uh, Absolutely. It, like I said, it, it's real simple. Just register, and then it'll take you right through the UX, and you'll have a report card within minutes. Perfect. And, and Richard, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Please come back again soon. I appreciate the, uh, you guys having me. I look forward to returning. All right, absolutely, my friend. Uh, everybody working a quick commercial, and we will be right back. Stay with us. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at SkyRace Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaceSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. 
Uh, please visit our website, getyourappbuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Please visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind-the-scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. And we are back. The Rory Sonner Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 24 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or any 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, The Next N-E-X. Gen, G-E-N, USA.com. Also remember, I will be, we will be launching in, a, in about a month. We are a little bit late, and there's a, some, there's a little bit of a, of a delay, but we're going to get it launched in about a month. The new 24-7 media network. We have many notable names that will be doing their own shows. And my good friend, America's Toughest Sheriff, Joe Arpaio, and my good friend, uh, Director of Jihad Watch, Robert Spencer, both of those guys will be the faces of the network. So we're very excited. Um, everybody, welcome back to the show. We've got a lot going on, a lot to get to. I'm about to introduce uh, Will Johnson, um, let's see, popular talk show host, entrepreneur, political activist, and freedom fighter, Will Johnson. Will, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Good to have you here. So first I'll ask you, just like we talked about, like I talked with everybody on the show earlier about. What did you think of the clown show debates the last couple nights? <laughs> you know, the last time I went to the circus, they had giraffes, they had elephants, they had <laughs> uh, zebras, they had uh, ghosts, they had snakes, they had monkeys, lions, and tigers. This last night, the circus only had donkeys. 
saying the same thing, nothing but a bunch of donkeys in the circus. It was boring. It was disgusting. There, And you know what's really amazing about the whole circus last night with these clowns? That that they would go up there and say some of the most insane things, and people in the crowd would clap to it. That's the big. That's the most disturbing part about all of it, that people would clap to their insanity. Like, oh, this is great. This is wonderful. And wh- where where are we going as a society, where insane stuff has become like normal to people? Yeah, I mean, and you look at you look at what's going on. I mean, you know, it's it's like it's insane. I mean, everybody has to apologize every second. Everybody has to, you know, be politically correct. I mean, we have we have these people. We have these people, you know, in in the Democratic Party that these politicians that just think that you know they can make all the decisions for us. They think. They know what's best for us. They generalize. You know, they, they don't care about us. Uh, it's, it's, it's very simple. I mean, we even have some people in our own party that are like that. It's just not as much. But, I mean, the way, the way yeah. they, you, you know, have transformed into these radical ideas, the left, on illegal aliens, free health care, uh, tax the middle class, uh, you know, open borders, you know, abortion at nine months, when the baby's born, kill it. I mean, all this bad stuff that is so, like I said earlier yeah. in the show, it takes us backwards. It takes us backwards in history. Yeah. It's communism. Yeah. It's third world ideology. Mm-hmm. And, and it should scare the shit out of anybody. Just, just think. Obviously, t- Trump's going to win in 2020. But in 2024, we get a Democrat in there, and they try. I mean, I hopefully they, they, learn, they learn their lesson this time around in 2024. They don't play the whole communist, you know, socialism game, but let's just say they do and they get in there, uh, we won't have a country left. And this scares me. What they're talking about, you know, just anybody can come in from anywhere and get free health care. You know, oh, we need slavery reparations. Oh, you know, we need to uh, make sure that, you know, all these, all these white cops, you know, don't, don't go in, in inner cities and, and harm these black, black folks. You know what? They don't tell the full story. I mean, obviously there are situations where these cops are guilty, but the way the way the Democrats are trying to portray cops, they're trying to portray them as the villain. It's everything is backwards. You know, oh, we're going to give you Medicare for all. We're going to give you the worst. I mean, that's the worst health insurance. If anybody knows anything about Medicare, it's not good. I mean, it's like basically, um, it's like Southwest Airlines. It's like cattle call. It's it's like waiting at the DMV for hours, and you're going to have everybody doing that. How the hell is anybody going to get health care and get taken care of? It's going to be like the VA. It's going to be like what the VA was, backed up for months at a time, and people are just going to die. I mean, this is what government socialized health care is. And I can't even believe some of their sheep are, are still falling for it. Yeah, well, that's the goal, right? I mean, look, right. look at Baltimore, where everyone's been talking about Baltimore. And Baltimore right. has been has Baltimore right. did become a rat infested crap right. hole overnight. It's not something yeah. that just happened and President Trump just so happened to say something about it. That is the right. model of the Democrat Party. LA, Oakland, right. San Francisco, Saint Louis, Detroit, Michigan. They want to take all of these 
cities and turn them into crap hole locations, and then whatever funds that come to those cities, they just take that money and funnel it to something else or to someone else, and they don't even know where the money went in Baltimore. The Democrat Party, right. they are barbaric. They're demonic. Right. They are evil. They have right. they, they do not have America's best interests at heart. If they if they see a you know what this is what really got me. Every single time, even in the past and past history, every single time you had a white man that did something positive and back and black people benefited, the Democratic Party showed up and called that white man racist every right. single time. There's not a single time in history where the Democrat Party did not do that when a white man was held. And you know what? Just like what I'm referring to is President Trump today. President Trump, he does stuff that will benefit all Americans, and they're calling him racist because he's he's saying the truth. He's calling it out. And now now he's infringing on their money. When he's, when he's, bringing, right. when he's addressing the issue about like Baltimore and all these cities that are having these rat infested and drug infested and all of these issues and the homelessness and the, the disease that's popping up. When President Trump addresses that, the Democrats will call him racist because they know all the money, the federal money that's getting funded into these cities that's supposed to take care and help these people. They're not doing anything with the money, but pocketing or doing something with it. Maybe they're smoking yeah. dough with it. I don't know. They don't even right. know where the money's going. You know, I was and, in the state of California and they did. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say I was in the state of California, and they put a tax, a gas tax, on everybody, and then they turned around and asked, "Well, what happened to that money?" And they said, "Well, we don't know." How does that happen? Anyone else, you or I, would be in jail right now if we said that. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where Where is all this money going? You look at Baltimore, and it's ranked as the most dangerous city in America, and you also look at I'll give you examples. Like Elijah Cummings has been in there for over 20 years. He hasn't done a damn thing yep. for them, for the black community or for nope. his community. His community has trash on the ground everywhere. It's dirty. Even his his own constituents and people that live there are thanking President Trump for calling this out. Because let's face it, you, like you said earlier, California got all that money for gas tax. Well, Baltimore got so much money from Obama's stimulus package. They got billions with a B back in 2009, and they also recently uh, got a bunch of money. Um, so in the, like the last year or two. So the fact that, you know, they're poor and, and they claim that they're doing, like Elijah Cummings tries to say he's doing the best he can, bullshit. This guy has failed over and over in these places, and I'm not even entirely sure if he wins elections fairly over there. Because once you have that much authority and that much power in these places, sometimes you can just basically uh, decide the election yourself. Look at how people like Nancy Pelosi and all these idiots keep getting reelected. Chuck Schumer. I mean, there has to be more to the story than people actually voting for them. There has to be corruption behind closed doors. These people have so much authority and power in their own districts or their own states. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, when he says he's doing the best that he can, he's being honest because this is the, this is their plan. What ha, what is happening? What what has happened right. to Baltimore is their and plan. What, what made That's me their mad. goal. What what made me mad the other day is when Ben Carson offered Elijah Cummings to tour HUD facility in Baltimore. Elijah Cummings denied. 
So that just proves that he's not willing, you know, to, to, to you know, help out. And you know what I do love? No, they don't look to, they like, they, yeah. You know, oh, you know what, you know what ticked me off? What ticked me off is that they have it to where they, they tell black people, like, no, 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 don't listen to Trump. You're supposed to live like this. This is good for you. You want these conditions. That's exactly what Cummings is saying. That's exactly what the Democrats are saying. And guess what? A lot of these black people, they jump in and like, oh, yeah, Trump is being racist. He's trying to make life better for us. He doesn't want us living in this rat-infested location and there's all this crap laying around in the trash. Trump doesn't want that for us, so he must be racist. See, the ignorance, the idiocy that has taken place is beyond belief. And like I just said, here it is, a white man trying to help black yeah. people, and then the Democrats, right. oh, you're racist for doing that. You see, it's, right. it's stupid. I mean, and it's, you know, it's like everyone has been turned over to a reprobate mind, and everything yeah. that they're doing, regardless of how wrong it is, they have it in their mind now that it is good. It's, it's crazy. Right. I mean, the Democrats are still out of control. You know, even even the, the most deranged people of all started criticizing them the other night during the debate and started being angry at their performances. Hollywood. Hollywood was criticizing the entire debate. So, I mean, if Democrats, they're obviously doing something wrong. If Hollywood's criticizing them, even their biggest supporters, they're really screwing up. And people like Marianne Williamson, the, the best-selling author who we've never even heard of, comes in there, and she was the most – uh, Google searched the other night. She was in Google searched the most in 49 states after the debate. I mean, we never even heard of this woman, and she comes out there. But they're going to shut her it's down. It's probably because they were all big. It's probably because she was the only one not bickering. Everybody else was bickering with each other. It's a big shit show out there. Yeah, it is. It is. You know what? Talk about some of the stuff that they were saying. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Did you see the part where Camilla Harris said that she looked over the fence? And she could see all the diff- she could see all the kids lined up going into the barracks, and they were lined up by gender. Did exactly. you see that? Yeah, she's such a, she's so full and, of crap. Then, so, oh, of course. But you know what? My question should have my if I wish I could have asked her. Said, okay, so you saw them lined up by gender. How many lines right. did you see? Right. <laughs> exactly. How many lines exactly. did you see? Was it just we're, two? We're, or did you see more than that? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you're, ab- you're absolutely right. And, you know, we're seeing a pattern here. All Democrats do is lie, and they, they play the victim, and they, they cry wolf. I mean, let, let's face it. In my strong opinion here, the Elijah Cum- it was reported today that Elijah Cummings' home in Baltimore was bur- burglarized. But I think this is one of those uh, – another one of those setups to make himself – Look like he's a victim, and then they're going to blame it on some Trump supporter. I wait a minute, wait a minute. So I, I, I so wait, this is, wait, this is a, wait, I believe this I is, can believe it because it's Baltimore. I can believe it because Baltimore, but I would not be be surprised if this was another host. But go ahead. Wait a minute. So uh, this is the first I've heard of this. So you're telling me that because I've been out of pocket for a minute. Elijah Cummings yeah, home was that alive? It was yep. burglarized yep. today. Oh yep. my God! Breaking news about Seriously? five hours ago. Seriously? Oh wow! Yep. If that no, dude, no, dude, I think you're on to it. I think it's a complete total setup because they don't. I mean, they they're insanity. 
they, they, you know, this makes him the victim now. He's, he is the victim now. I'm the victim in all of this. So now they're going to try to divert the attention from him of not doing his job, and now he's a victim. Dude, that's a complete total setup. Out of all of these years, out of all this time, you mean to tell me that his home was never vandalized and now he's bringing this much attention to Baltimore and all of a sudden his home is being vandalized? I mean, seriously. How, I mean, come on. And you know what? I don't – be honest with you, I, I, I refuse to believe that, that, that it was just random. It just happened. Exactly. I mean, look at these people. They got gates. They got guards. Come on. You, I mean, I'm not yeah. saying it can happen Seriously. because even even people, even those kind of houses get burglarized and robbed. But I'm just saying, it, I would I would bet my, if I was a betting man, I would bet more on this as a setup. But I wouldn't. I, obviously, I'm not going to count out that robbery Exactly, you and I were not there. Okay, so even even then, let's just say maybe all this attention came up and someone got upset and saying that, you know what, I'm going to break into his house because he's not doing anything to help us. It could be some random person out there, you know, that just got highly upset. But it's just too convenient, you know. It's just too convenient. So I'm with you because, like I I said, you and I, we were not there, and we don't know who the person, did they cast the person doing it, you know. I mean, it's just just, just too convenient, you know. And maybe (laughs) there it is again. Maybe – you know, just think about it. It could have been someone that that hearing all of this in the news that have lost right. a lot and coming to make it pull in all this money and he's not putting it back into the community. Maybe it right. it could it could very well be someone who just got fed up with it and did this to him. And you know what he you know what he needs to unlock his doors anyway. If he has <laughs> he has all this money and there's people living right. on the streets and he's not doing anything to help them. They didn't vandalize anything, and if, if if that's the case, they didn't vandalize anything. They went and took what was that rightfully theirs, according you're if absolutely. you look at the, the analogy of the left. No, you're you're absolutely right, and you know I give people pro- I give people like Charles Barkley props for. There was an article out today that saying that you know he he's, he made a statement the other day after seeing the Democrat debates, and you know he says voting Democrat has not elevated black people. It, it has not helped them. And we've seen Kanye come out, and we see more and more people coming out. And I think that's really good. You know, I think it's just going to get better and better. And I think Trump is easily going to get, you know, at least 30% of the black vote in 2020. I think he's going to set the record for a Republican getting getting the, the black vote. I think it's going to be unbelievable. And we all know, like we've talked about, once, you know, the Democrats can't get 90% of the black vote anymore, they're pretty much screwed. Yeah, it is. And you know what? There's there's at least they they came out the study with 36 percent of the black community supporting President Trump. To be honest with you, I think it's actually more than that. They just being they're being extremely conservative about that number because people people aren't dumb, and the, the Democrats they keep looking at they keep looking at black people as if they are dumb. And then who I can't who was it? Who was it? Was it Cory Booker? Um, who was it? Who was it that said that? Uh, no, it wasn't Cory Booker. I can't remember his name. He said that Russia went to Michigan, and Russia and Republicans went to Michigan to convince black people they were attacking black people in the last election, specifically black women. This is they believe that black people are so dumb 
that they're just going to follow along with everything that they're saying. It's completely idiocy. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. It is such a pleasure to have you on the show, as always, Will. And I totally agree with your metaphor referring to the Democrats as donkeys, although I tend to think there's something a lot more sinister. In fact, watching the antics of these Democrat leaders especially, I tend to refer to them as blood-sucking vampires. And Trump is some sort of exorcist showing the light on these Democrats. And like the exorcist, these demons, these vampires are just writhing in pain and agony, just spewing out vulgarities and wicked thoughts as Trump is uh, shining the light on them. And it really makes me realize that I I really think that uh, Trump is in a way truly like exercising, getting these, these demons out of the Democrats. I mean, they're waking up. To a to much of a, an extent and walking away, and I'm curious to hear your, your thoughts as to uh, do you think there's plenty more Democrats to, to leave uh, their wicked Democratic ways and and join the Re- Republican Party, and uh, how much more uh, rioting and agony and uh, is going to keep happening with these Democrats? <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. I think a lot of Democrats are waking up to it, and what's happening because. Um, right now I'm like in between my home studio where I will take do my own broadcast and take in phone calls. But when I was in California, people would call in and said, "Will, I'm a registered Democrat. I've been a Democrat all my life. But what the Democrats are doing today, they said I can't support it. They're, when when the Democrats are straight up saying and to go right along with what you're saying about them being bloodsuckers, vampires, which is completely true, they they when they are saying that they can wait until the baby's on the table, make it comfortable, and decide to kill it later on. I mean, who does that? What kind of society are we when we are condoning this type of violence? They're barbaric. They're evil and demonic. And there are a lot of Democrats, they're like, okay, you know what? They're just going a little too far. And we're talking about the whole socialism thing. And and now they're talking about how they are supporting illegals coming into the country, giving them free health care, while a lot of these Democrats that are supporting these evil people on the Hill, not doing anything to help them, they're saying, wait a minute, I could use that help. And they're not getting it. But then you have a lot of Democrats that are still dumbed down, still drinking the Kool-Aid with acid in it. And they believe everything that they're being told by these Democrats and going right along with it. It's true. Absolutely. Um, Let's go to um, Michael Valsi. Michael, go ahead. Wow. Thanks a lot, Will, for uh, being here. It's uh, it's very informative. You know, you're right. The, the, The Democratic Party is not the Democratic Party of old. They're the, they're the uh, result of, in, of years of indoctrination that has been going on in many liberal cities in the schools. And look at the universities. These people are the product of that. They actually believe in, in furthering this socialist communist agenda. And you have followers now that are still being educated that way in, in universities and in, in cities that are still teaching this radical stuff like transgenderism and things of that nature. Uh, and, but, you know, when it, they're, they're waking up, and I think they are. And I think, you know, as with the beginning with uh, the president, he's always had a silent majority of people. 
I think he has a silent majority of uh, black people now. And, you know, he made the point, and I mentioned it earlier, that he's getting phone calls from people in Baltimore. And Elijah Cummings didn't take the offer to tour Baltimore with him for the simple reason he would have been confronted with what happened with all the money. Why 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 aren't our living conditions any better? And I think as these uh, as these people in the inner city wake up, uh, and, and you know it's not like uh, you know like something Charles Barkley said. Malcolm X said that a long, long time ago. He said, yeah. "You're a chump if you keep voting for them and they don't ever do anything for you." So I I think Trump just turned out to be a savior. Somebody they can turn to, they can trust. Yep. And they truly know. They know what he's done in his life. They know he's not a racist. Alveda King came out today and said he is absolutely not a racist. So, exactly. you know, I think that's where we're headed. And I think, uh, I think his base is growing. I think that silent majority is a number that the Democrats can't reckon with. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I, uh, Michael, uh, just in case I don't get back to you, we're about to wrap up here in the next couple minutes, but please tell everybody where they can find you, connect with you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Michael Balsey. It's just my name. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds good. Um, Will, I want to ask you, um, your thoughts on, you know, CNN came out today, and this is how we only have about a minute or two left, but this is how ridiculous CNN is getting. And, you know, their ratings, theirs and MSNBC, I mean, their ratings are so bad right now. They have sunk, sunk, sunk. But there's somebody on CNN, one of their commentators, that says now that white robots are evidence of racism. I mean, what, what, else, what else is racism? Is Casper the friendly ghost racist too? I mean, what the hell, man? I mean, it never ends with these people. These people are a disease. They are sick. They make me... Like, I, dude, I hear this <laughs> stuff, and I feel like I'm watching a comedy movie. Like, some of this stuff you can't do, even you do. fathom. You're, yeah, you're so right. Was it, was it, was it Gillibrand? Gillibrand said that she knows what white privilege is, and she can go in and tell white women in the suburban areas all about white yeah. privilege. Why exactly. even do that? I mean, just acknowledge that you've had a better life than others. I mean, it is these race pimps, the race baiters right. on the Democrat right. left that has been doing this right. day in and day out. Racism would go away if the Democrats would go away. Stop. Seriously, that yeah. is the answer. How do you get Stop rid of racism? Talking. You Stop get rid of Democrats. Yeah, if get they rid keep of Democrats. talking about racism, then, then it's, they got, you know, the real, and I've always talked about, like, if they stopped talking about it and just look at everybody as American, there probably wouldn't be any any racism. I mean, it, it probably must pretty be gone, be gone. But they want to divide. No, them. I mean, yeah, seriously. No, just imagine if we can remove every single progressive, socialist, communist, Democrat from the United States. Imagine what kind yeah. of country this would be. Just think about that. You, I mean, my exactly. God, the rest of the world probably want to destroy us because we'd be so we will be thriving like no tomorrow. Just get rid of that yep. demonic demon virus in this country, which is the total left, and we would thrive beyond belief. We would. We would. 
we are at, we are out of time, Will, but please tell everybody where they can connect with you. You can go to UniteAmericaFirst.com because we have to unite everybody in this country or we're going to all lose it, and we have to go for Trump 2020. UnitesAmericaFirst.com. Absolutely, my friend. Uh, we'll, we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Uh, Kevin, Thank go you. ahead. Oh, yes. Please find me on social media at Nationalist United or our website, NationalistUnited.com. Fantastic show, Rory. Can't wait for the next one. Thanks, Kevin. Have a good weekend, buddy. Wow, what a show tonight. What a show, everybody. It's uh, it's really been fantastic. Uh, so much addressed, so much established, perfect flow, amazing guests, great dialogue, everything you could want in a show. Um, just a few things I want to announce. Uh, news, uh, President Trump has ordered the Navy to withdraw the achievement, achievement medals from the prosecutors in the Eddie Gallagher case. Yeah, what the hell is this about? I mean, I love that President Trump is, is, is stripping and taking away these medals from these people, but what I'm wondering is why the hell were they getting medals in the first place, these prosecutors? These prosecutors tried to frame him. So I totally agree with President Trump taking away those awards. God bless. Um, I, I also want to mention President Trump sent a special presidential envoy for hostage affairs to monitor the ASAP Rocky trial. You know, everybody, he didn't have to do that, but he cares about the black community, and he cares about what happens to our people, and ASAP Rocky is one of our people. Uh, he's, he's an American, and, and I think that really speaks volume that Trump was willing to put, put stuff on the line for that. Um, other, things, other things to announce, Apple CEO Tim Cook is vows to keep Mac production in the U.S. Uh, we all know Trump was very strict. On, on them doing anything outside the U.S. and said there will be penalties if, if they decide that. So they decided to stay in the U.S. Uh, perfect. Um, NATO ally Germany won't back the U.S. in the Gulf to avoid war with Iran. This is going to be developing, and we will have to talk about this uh, next week. But I, you know what? We do so much for Germany, and the fact that they're threatening to not defend us is disgusting. Um, what else? Oh, the Fed has cut interest rates for the first time since 2008. Since 2008, people. This is big. Um, another, another big big story, fact check. A lot of the Democrats and other people want to say Trump was never at the 9-11 scene helping victims, but the, the police commissioner, the commissioner at that time um, confirmed that Trump was there every second of the day right after it happened you know, uh, interacting and comforting all the victims and their families. So he was definitely there. Um, we also have, oh, this is big news. Uh, ben Laden's son is officially dead. Uh, that is news that came in today. Uh, so we don't have to worry about that uh, shit stick. Um, thank God. And also, last thing, and we'll talk about this next week, Scumbag James Comey, unfortunately, will not be prosecuted because of for the memo leaks. It's so unfortunate. If it was anybody else, they'd be in prison for a long time. But all these special privileges in D.C. are disgusting. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my audience and sponsors. You guys are all incredible. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. We will see you all next week. I'm Rory Sodder. 
mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Cheers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.